Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott and these are in Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or um copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Hi everyone, welcome to our Portuguese table. Hello Angela, how are you today? Hello Maria. Hi querida, tá tudo bem? Tudo bem, tudo bem. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday, that's a great thing. Well, today I'm really excited about our guest who we have mm-hmm. and full disclosure here folks, full disclosure. We have chef Joe Rigo on the line with us and we've tried doing this now is this our third time joe yeah it is our third time yep so <laughs> third time has to be the charm it has to be that's right it's be. Uh, <laughs> and for whatever reason every time we have chef joe rigo on whatever ha- the planets have not aligned correctly so we either <laughs> something happens or i don't know what it is so third's a charm we're going to do it. It's going to be perfect. So welcome, Joe. That's right. Welcome, welcome, Thank honey. you. Thank you so much Thank for you. having me. Yeah, and you're such a good sport. You really are because I, we're like, oh, my God, here we go again. And this has never <laughs> happened. It's never happened to anyone else but you, Joe. I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> are you sure this is going to be a good thing? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And for good, those of you good. out there... I mean, Chef Joe Rigo has been on the Food Network a few times, representing, yeah. uh, I mean, with uh, with his Portuguese colors, he's representing Portugal every time, and he is a CHOP champion, folks, a CHOP champion. Not once, but twice, correct? Well, I was, uh, I was uh, a CHOP champion back in 2012, and then I became a uh, cutthroat kitchen okay. champion in this year 2016 that's right that's right so two different competitions and you won both of course you did that's you're right. portuguese oh. yeah i'm right that's right that's, that's right. Right. I'm right the portuguese is gonna win <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course of course we tend to be cocky like that but that's okay that's okay that's right. in a good way in a good way in a good way is right in a good way that's right. so i mean with all of this so so again and i know you're so busy i know you're you work for at a restaurant with a uh, company called not your average joe's in their test that kitchen. is correct so yep. i know you're a very busy man so again once again you're a real great sport oh thank here. you this is such a pleasure to be here talking with you all it really yeah. is you know, the thing out there is we have people that are listening that, you know, that, of course, they want to know, how did this all start, Joe? Where do you come from? Where is your family? Um, all of the wonderful things. So if you can say just a little bit about yourself, that would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So so I was originally born in Angola, uh, in Luanda. And uh, I was born in 71, and then uh, shortly after in 74, pretty much my uh, whole family had to flee the country because of civil war. 
So we left uh, Angola and we went to Lisbon where we settled for quite a bit. You know, I give my parents uh, uh, lots of praise for just, you know, leaving the country of Angola with just stay clothes in their back and restart life. And, uh, you know, they had uh, they had four kids, including me. So it must have been extremely hard for them to start from, from scratch from the beginning. So I praise them for that. Uh, so I lived in in uh, Lisbon for until I was 12 years old. And then when I was 12 years old, uh, my father immigrated here to, to the United States. And uh, shortly after my dad uh, came here uh, in 1984, I turned and settled in the city of New Bedford, of course. Yeah. Nice. When I came to New Bedford, uh, it was kind of a little bit of a culture shock, but, you know, I became acquainted uh, pretty fast and knew that this was the land of opportunity, uh, the land that you can pretty much get anything you want if you work hard for it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love living here in the States. Uh, I went to high school. I went to New Bedford High School. And uh, shortly after... I finished high school. I had a, actually, this is a funny story. I had a scholarship to go to Anna Maria College. I had a full paid scholarship for Anna Maria College for music theater because I, wow. I love to sing. And, uh, and I you actually love to denied. Sing? I love sing. to sing. Yes, I do. I sing in the shower every morning. I so I denied. I, I didn't go. I ended up going to work with my dad to help my family out because we weren't here for that long. So I went to work with my dad. And um, about six years in working with my dad, I decided to go to culinary school. Uh, I, I felt like I I love, uh, you know, all the things of the family every Sunday for lunch and helping sure. my mother here and there. You know, it kind of was already in me. But, you know, certainly... Uh, seeing my mother cook and getting the family together, not only just for Sundays, but like during the holidays. And it was just, you know, it's a feast. You get up early in the morning, you start cooking at like seven in the morning, and you're cooking all day. And it, that kind of just like uh, seeped into me, into my blood. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to go try and, uh, and be a chef. So I went to Johnson & Wales University. Oh, in uh, Rhode Island. To- Nice. Yeah, in Rhode Island, in Providence, and I did the two-year program, and then I got my associate's degree. And then I said to myself, once I finished uh, culinary school, I said to myself that no matter what city I go and live, I'm going to try to go work for the best chef in the city. And and that's what I did. It kind of it, it was kind of a setback for me because the money wasn't that good when you go and work for a, a big chef. Uh, yeah. but you know, I thank myself for doing that today because I truly learned so, so much. That's they right. worked. And I, 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 you know, I remember just in Connecticut alone, I knocked on that door for almost a month and a half until he got sick of me knocking on the door and finally <laughs> brought me in to do dishes because the dishwasher had, uh, had not come to work. So he's like, but- you want to do dishes? You can do dishes. And I, and I, and that was like, that was my gateway into the French restaurant. I love that. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is that I went to work as a dishwasher and I was just shocked 
because every single cook that uh, worked there, they were all French. And there were all French interns that came on an 18-month visa to work in that restaurant. And then whenever someone was done, they already had another one coming. So it was just a you know a circular motion of just French interns coming in. So I walked in that day. I did dishes. Probably the best dishwasher that ever walked <laughs> into that restaurant. Yeah. I really put a good job badly. And the next, he invited uh, me back the next day. And he uh, said to me, would you like to come in tomorrow and do some prep? And I said, yes, absolutely. So I came in the next day and I did a wonderful job. And uh, about a year and a half later, I was actually the sous chef and I was training wow. the French interns. So, wow, uh, how awesome yeah. is yeah. that? But you so, see what you just did? You, you see what you just did? You did what we all have that in us whether it's the, the same thing with your parents where they saw that opportunity and they took it and yep. and the same way that we take that opportunity and we take it and sometimes it's not through the front door sometimes right. we take that opportunity through the back door through that side yeah. door but you know what we make it all the way to the front door and That's right because we're such hard workers and I think and and I can say that and I can say that I don't think I know a lazy I really don't. I, I'm not. Well, maybe I just don't surround myself with. I guess there's laziness in every nationality and every people and of all that stuff. Of course there is. Absolutely. But you know. But the thing is, is what I, I don't know. This this is exactly it. We see the opportunity, and even sometimes if it's not there right away, we create it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So I worked there. You know, I worked. Uh, I worked in Rhode Island, some of the restaurants in Rhode Island. Then I went to Connecticut. And then from Connecticut, I went to Atlanta. Then I was in Atlanta for like three and a half years. Then I came back up here. And then like two and a half years later, I went back down to Atlanta again. Then I mm -hmm. went to Florida to cook in Florida. And now I've been back here in Massachusetts for the last three years now. All right. So the three-year uh, mark, the three-year mark is your mark, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? It's funny because I think it was last week that it was uh, three years since I've been back. And uh, I've never been any, uh, I, I've been just so happy to be back. Do you know what it's like to, you know, because I lived in Atlanta on and off for 12 years. Do you know what it's like to actually wake up in the morning and walk right down the street to the bakery and get some nice warm pop sitch with some <laughs> of that beautiful Azorian butter? Are you kidding uh -huh. me? I live for this every day. I live for this. You're so lucky. We we don't have that, at least not where not anywhere I've ever lived in California. So you guys are blessed <laughs> where you live. Oh, yeah. oh, believe me, I know we are. <laughs> yeah, we really are. We're, so, Joe, we're spoiled. I'm, so Joe, I'm curious. So when you went to culinary school finally, how much of it was I guess learning other techniques or maybe like the French style of cooking or something like that, because I, I get the impression that you, you already knew how to cook quite a bit from your mom, right? And your family. Yeah. I mean, you know, to tell you the honest truth, I mean, and I always, I always say this to, to kids who want to go, because now, nowadays everybody wants to go, well, everybody wants to be a chef. The thing is, is that everybody that wants to be a chef, they don't want to, they don't want to pay their dues. 
uh, huh. everybody wants everybody wants to come out of culinary school and have a position as an executive chef or be a TV star. Uh, and right. it's not like that. You know, you have to put in your dues. You know, it's hard it work. took me. It's hard work. Yeah, it, I've been in the business for going on twenty four years, and I can tell you that. You know, it took me about 10 years to have my first position as in the executive chef. So, you know, it, you have to pay your dues. And if you try to rush it to be an executive chef, you're going to fail. You're going right. to fail because right. you, you really have to learn the business before you become uh, on that high position in the kitchen, you know. Right. Now, you're, you said you had you have three other uh, siblings, so it's the four of you. Besides you with your cooking, any of your other siblings love to cook? Yes, my brother. I have a okay. brother uh, which lives in Tennessee, and uh, and he's also a chef. I actually oh, took wow. him under my I, I, I actually took him under my wing, and and he worked with me. He worked with me for a bit, and then I uh, I fired him one time because he was being <laughs> being a, a wise guy, and I had to show him a lesson. So I fired him and got him another <laughs> job somewhere else. And then he ended up going to work for me again when he finally uh, became a man and not a kid. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah he's, a, he's a chef as well. That is wonderful. Now, I was going to say, you know, um, and when you were saying how hard it is, and it is hard, I, I think I've shared this with you before. One of my first jobs I ever had, and it was, of course, under the table, you know, for those that IRS that's listening, or they might be listening, I don't know. I, it's been so long ago, I'm such an old <laughs> lady, this was so long, but you were paid under the table, and I was the salad dessert girl for a family restaurant called the Portuguese Shanty in the North End oh. of New yeah, I remember that place. Yeah, and my my sisters, both of my sisters married into the same family. They married brothers. And one of their brothers and their brother-in-law, the two uh, families there, they owned Portuguese Shanty. So uh -huh. my... Uh, my first job was a salad girl and doing desserts. And then my one of my sisters helped out there. And then my other brother-in-laws worked also for them at one time. I mean, everyone in the family somehow always had a little job in that restaurant. But that uh -huh. was something that was day and night, day after day. They only took Mondays off. That was the only day that the place was closed. and. It was hard work. It affected yeah. everything. It affects your your family life. It affects, um, you know, these were married couples with trying to have young children and having them being raised all around restaurant hours. And yeah. it takes a toll. It takes a toll on everyone because it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone could do it and be successful at it. And, yeah, you know, yeah, and you so can't, right. it, it's hard. It's hard work and a lot of sacrifices. It's a lot yeah. of sacrifices. And you're right. People want to have and succeed and not put the time and sacrifices in. And that is, and I saw it firsthand. And, and they ended up uh, closing after so many years because they couldn't do it anymore. They were getting yeah. to the point where it was taking a toll now on their health. And it's, it's, it's a lot. It's not easy. It's yeah. not an easy task by any means. Yeah, so it's, have, not, it's not easy. No, I have a lot of respect. I have a lot, a lot of respect 
for chefs and for those that work behind the scenes in the kitchen. I really do. I truly, truly do. Absolutely. Have yeah. to love it, right. If you're going to work, work that hard and dedicate your life to it, you really have to love it. Right. Absolutely. Yes, you do. You definitely have to love what you do. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't, you, you won't, you won't, you just don't last. Yeah. Now, do you but have I, children? You know, I, yeah. I do. I do. I have a beautiful daughter. Her name is Annabella. Uh, yep. She lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan with her mom. And yep. I, I get to go up and uh, see her uh, every and couple months or so. Actually, I'm going to go see her in September. Uh, nice. Me and the mother have a great relationship. So whenever I go, I stay with uh, with her and her fiance and my daughter. Nice. We all we all cook together. I we was just going to say, time. does she have the cooking bug too? Uh, my daughter? Yes. Uh, are you kidding me? Nice. Yeah. She is something else. I'll tell you. She <laughs> she makes so whenever I'm cooking, she always helps helps me. And whenever I go grocery shopping, she's always like uh, you know calling out stuff if I need to use it. And people are just looking at her like she knows what that is. How old is she? And she's uh, she's seven, going on fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Watch that. out, Joe. Watch out. Yeah, but uh, I tell you what, uh, and she eats everything too. Everything. That's awesome. Yeah, my daughter's three, and one of her favorite foods that that she will eat almost every time is fish with vinegar. Right, and so, vinegar. <laughs> so actually, if you put vinegar on anything, she'll probably eat it. Uh, and people are always kind of weirded out by it, right? Like she's three and she that's, likes vinegar. You know, that's a that's a mature palate. She's, she's Portuguese. What do you want, right? Yeah, she has she has a mature palate. Not not even adults can like that sometimes. She loves olives. She loves pickles. She likes very strong flavors for sure. Yeah, my so, daughter eats everything, everything. No, that's awesome. It you know it makes it easier when they do eat anything, right? Because then you don't have to make yeah. Food, you know, Absolutely. and then you can eat healthier because you can put you know fish and pork and other proteins in front of them and vegetables too like that's the other thing she loves kale which is just so bizarre to me sometimes but yeah no she'll eat it which is she's a green beast what are you laughing that's what she is she can't help it Uh, now uh now with all that you're doing joe we always like to also we'll go back to what you're doing more of that but in the meantime what is your one of the questions that Angela and I always like to ask is what's your first food memory? First food memory. Oh God, uh I think I think I said this before. The food memory I had was when my grandmother used to make uh sweet spaghetti squash pastries, which is called Passage Berzilla. Uh, oh. and she used to make these bean pastries, but they both look the same. And whenever we used to go for Christmas, she made them. And me and my my brothers and sisters and my cousins, we used to raid the uh, the platter and we used to open them up because we didn't like the bean ones, but we liked the other ones. So she used to get so mad at us because we like open them and then put them back, try to pretend like we didn't do anything. But then definitely one of my fondest memory was that. And then also... Uh, making ice cream with my grandmother. I love ice cream. That's my favorite thing to eat. Nice. I just love it. Nice. And yeah. now, if if you had to, like, 
okay, right now, right now you want your mom, something your mom makes. It's like the dish that no one can beat it. It's got to be mom. What would be that dish? Probably, probably the uh, chicken and chili sort of stew with with uh, green peas over French fries. Oh my god, it's so good! Oh, oh, say that again. Say that again. What was it again? It's a, it's stewed uh, chicken with the bones, yeah. with uh, onions and peppers and chili yeah. sauce, and then green peas and tomatoes, Ooh. and it's stewed, and it's stewed slowly until it falls off the bone, and right. then it's served and then it's served over on top of French fries. Oh my gosh! Wow. See, Is my there? mom would would make a stewed chicken, but she would all she would do sometimes with the chardis, but never yeah. with peas in it. Interesting. Yeah, my my mother used to make it with peas. Sometimes, if it wasn't French fries, she would put spaghetti in it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. she would put spaghetti. So we eat it with spaghetti. Do you have that recipe written down anywhere we could share? I I don't, but I uh, I can definitely share because I know how to make it. Not like my mom, but I can make it. <laughs> wow. Nobody can make food like your mom. You got it. I don't okay. care who it is. I don't care. There's nothing better than moms. Nothing. Mm-mm. Oh, there isn't. Yeah, absolutely. And so is there anything that you won't eat? Uh, I eat everything. I'll try everything at, at least once. If I don't like it, I won't eat it. But I, I like everything. Everything that I've tasted so far, I like everything. The only thing I like despite eating is licorice candy. You do not I don't like, like licorice. Yeah, I don't like no, but sugar. but you know what? But I I like, but it's funny because I like a niche, you know. Oh. I like to drink it. I like a niche to drink it. I like zambuca, but I don't like licorice candy. Isn't that <laughs> funny? Because you because that's all the same. If you like yeah, one, you should. Isn't that funny? Yeah, kind of strange, right? Everybody has their yeah. thing. Most people, most people say things like dobrada or tripas or something like that. But oh my god, dobrada! I'll eat that all day, every day, <laughs> all day long. <laughs> love that. I love dobrada. I tell you what, the, when I went to Italy, the Italians make good dobrada, really, really good. Yeah, it was interesting when I was in Italy. Uh, when I went to Rome, the vendors like in the in like outside of the on the streets. Uh, a lot of them they sell that they sell the they sell tripe, they sell the tripe uh, and it's it, it, yeah and it's like cooked the same way as we do tomatoes and beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other interesting dish that I had in Italy is that they like bacalhau, but they cook the bacalhau in tomato sauce, olives, and capers, and yes. wild oregano, and wild oregano, and then it's uh, served on top of polenta. Oh nice. my god! Yes. Which would be like grits. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my forte. My forte. My forte. I mean, I love to cook Portuguese food, but my forte is is traditional Italian food. You know, hand pressed really? risottos, handmade raviolis, fresh pasta, crudos, which is sliced raw fish with just a little condiment on top. Yeah, I love Italian food. One of the places when my my husband and I traveled, we we traveled to uh, to Italy, and I loved everything. <laughs> Just everything, every food that they put in front of me, I was in love with. Even the octopus. They make an amazing octopus, too. Yeah. You know what? Which, when I went to, when I was in Italy, I went to Puglia, and I had live baby octopus, which is sea salt, lemon juice, 
and olive oil, and they were squirming in my mouth, and I loved every bite of it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I did not have it squirming in my mouth. That I did not <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty extreme that's pretty extreme I, so i've heard of they used to have it was like, good though oh my god it tasted so so good that's like lapage. you can eat lapage when they're still raw right and and actually yeah lot. i've heard yeah I've heard of, i uh, i love lapage i love that so i, I mean, who, does, them, who doesn't well i've eaten them cooked but i i will not eat them live i don't i don't yeah, think i it, that. The only thing that scares me with the live ones is that if it they're not fresh, it you can be really sick real quick. So yeah. that's always the thing. So I like that if anything grilled with um you know the butter and the garlic and yeah, the yeah, on yeah. top, you know, that's that's really good. Yeah, but, you know uh, another thing I really like that we don't have here is karakwaish. Yes. Snail. The, Love yeah, that. Snails. Yeah, snails. And um what was I going to say? Um, there was something else I was going to say about Italian. So you, that is your first, the thing of cooking is Italian. So yeah, you make yeah, the asabuco and the, what do you call it? Yeah. Do you make, you make your fresh pasta too? Yep. I you sure do. do. I, you, I actually use, a lot of people like to think, a lot of people say that using double zero flour for making fresh pasta is the best. I like to use durum flour, and uh, I usually, when I use durum flour, it's sort of a an egg pasta dough using a lot of eggs and uh, a little bit of flour, regular flour, and then also uh, durum flour. Really? Yeah. Because you always hear about the double zero, whatever. Yeah, it is. no, durum flour makes the best pasta dough. Nice. Yeah. Now, do you ever give classes on cooking? I do not give classes on cooking, but I'm actually going to contact this place in Dartmouth that rents out their kitchen. And I think in September, I'm going to do a cooking lesson in September. I'm going to post it on my uh, chef Facebook page and listen on my website. And I think I'm going to hold a uh, an Italian cooking uh, lesson probably in the uh, end of September. I'm going to do one of those. At the Dartmouth Grange. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because they, yeah. they have a full kitchen and it's um, licensed and all of that stuff. And there's a few uh, small companies that have a bakery, if I'm not mistaken, as well as a place that makes, there's like micro businesses that use the Grange uh -huh. kitchen, which is really great. Uh -huh. There's a lot of businesses that uh, are generated out of that kitchen that people are not aware of, which is a great thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I that'll be called fun. Them, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to call them and try to set up something for the end of September. That will be fun. So you, I've got to yeah. know. I've got to find us out because that's just around the corner. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know about it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. See, and here I am asking a question if you do that, and you were looking at doing that, and we didn't even know that. See that? <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. That's a wonderful thing. Um, yeah. So what is new? What is your next step? What are the next things you want to do, hon? Well, the next thing, uh, I mean, I am working in sort of a project right now to possibly open my own place. Uh, oh, beautiful! Here in the area, it's it's under talks, and nothing is concrete yet. But uh, it's it's uh, it, we've been talking and. 
it's looking uh, pretty good, and uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, but that's I'll keep beautiful. You for sure. That is beautiful. So now, next time Angela comes down this way, we can all eat over at Joe's restaurant. I hope so. That was yeah. <laughs> We want Angela to come back to New England again. We, yeah. She'd still yeah, the West Coast right. and come visit us here so she can that's have right. her the West, the West Coast is no good. You need to come back. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, the West Coast. I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed state snob. Yes, we are lacking in our, our Portuguese-ness. No, I tell you what, I, uh, I was in uh, Los Angeles, and I love that old area. Yeah, I really it do. It, it's, it sort of reminds me of Portugal a little bit. Yeah, you know, we tease, but it, California is gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it's oh beautiful. Oh, my God, it's so gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. most people, I mean. I went most to Malibu, say, and I was, just, I was just like, wow, this place is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful down there. Most people say um, San Francisco reminds them of Lisbon, and there are a lot of similarities. So I, I would say that's probably why I like San Francisco, because I also like Lisbon. But, mm. um, but uh, you know what I wanted to ask you, Joe, is so when you're on those – shows right cutthroat kitchen and chopped uh -huh. the atmosphere like it always seems like there's so much pressure and to to you know make the dish super fast and how do you adapt to you know get your dish because you don't have to work that fast normally right uh, no i i we know but you know what uh i tell you what uh when i went on these shows i i was you know i was just be so thankful that I actually had the opportunity for them to pick me. I mean, they could have picked anybody, but to the yeah. fact that they picked they picked me to go on the show, I was. Yeah. I mean, I felt I felt already blessed. I was like, I didn't, I was like at this point, I was like, I don't even care if I win. You know, I'm I'm going to be sure. on national TV. This is going to look great on my resume. And yeah. I just, you know, I went with the attitude thinking that you know I'm just going to try my best. Uh, of course, I want to win, but if I don't win, I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah, have uh, fun. Yep. Yeah, just have fun. And, you know, if you see on the shows, on both shows, Chopped and then Cutthroat Kitchen the first time, and then Cutthroat Kitchen, the All-Stars, yes. uh, if, if you see my episode, I, I'm laughing the whole entire time. <laughs> I'm, I'm just laughing because I'm like, this is just, this is just crazy. This is idiots. Uh, I mean, I was just like, Oh, okay. Well, all right. So I have to jump in a potato sack with two other chefs. So I'm like, all right, I, I can make this happen. At the same time, I'm just laughing and laughing and laughing. You and, have to. You oh, yeah, have you to. have to. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and to tell you the truth, I, I had a blast. Like, you know, like I said, I think I didn't care if I, went, if I won or not. But uh, the first time when I went, I was like, when I, uh, Went into the finals with Chef Willie Box, which at the time he was the personal chef for Ludacris, uh, a very famous rapper. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I went against him, and once I went into the finals, I was like, I, I, I got when I opened that basket and looked at the ingredients automatically, I like my mother, my grandmother's roulade recipe just popped right into my head. And when I saw that basket, I was like, I, I'm like, I'm going to win this. <laughs> and I was very confident that I was going to win it. And once it, the, the competition started for the dessert round, I mean, I, uh, I had them. 
I, I had them the whole time, and I knew I had them. So and it, uh, and it was your grandmother it, you know, coming in. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, it's funny because every round you see you see me doing the cross on my forehead and all that. So, you know, being typical Portuguese guy. You know, like <laughs> oh, oh, Madeus, please help me, Madeus. You know, <laughs> and uh, and I was so nervous. And, you know, I really want to, I, I, uh, at the point when I got to the final round, I was like, I really want to win this for my daughter. I really want to make her proud. And, uh, I just, you know, I put everything into it. And then, uh, you know, I, 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 I came around and came up glorious, which is, you know, yeah. I, honest, honest to God, I still pinch myself, uh, that I've won not only one, but two. I mean, that, right. I mean, if you told me, you know, 15 years ago that I was going to be in the Food Network competing on two different shows and winning it all, I tell you that you probably should uh, check yourself into some kind of uh, <laughs> rehabilitation center. Oh, but you know what? But you represented the Portuguese community very well. I did. I did. Every time I you competed, did. I put my Portuguese flag bandana on my arm, and yep. I was I was sure to tell them that I was Portuguese. That was from New Bedford, and nothing stood in my way. And watch out for the Portuguese guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Right on. So, what would be what would be some advice you'd give for somebody, whether they're they might be in high school or in college, or even like in a career and thinking of, you know, I've always wanted to cook, but I never thought I could make a career of it. What would be your advice to get my advice? My advice for anybody who wants to be a chef is if you don't know anything uh, about cooking, go to school, go to culinary school, take only the two-year program, the associate's degree, and then whatever you are, just work for the best best chef that's in the city, work for them for two years, and then switch to another chef. And do that, and do that for 10 years. And if you can go abroad, if you have a chance to go abroad and cook abroad in Europe, I highly suggest that you do that if you have the means to do it. If not, then just whatever city you're in, let's say if you're in New Bedford, then I would highly suggest that you go to Boston and try to get into a restaurant in Boston that's uh, really reputable and a good chef and uh, and learn, 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 put your head down, come in. Come in on time with a clean uniform. Come in focused. Uh, come in with lots of energy and just produce and just listen and listen and listen and you'll get there. That's awesome. I love how you said come in on time and with a clean uniform and work hard. That's because it's yeah. like little details like that, right? That could set you apart from the others. Yeah, because because if you if you come in to work. I always say, see, this is my thing. I always say to my cooks, if you're on time, you're late. <laughs> and if you, and if you, you come in with a, with a dirty uniform, it's a, representat- a representation of yourself and how you represent yourself. So I always yeah. say, you know, you know, come in, if you come in with a dirty uniform, you know, not only I'm going to think down on you, but your, your workmates are going to think down that, you have no no prestige about yourself, and you don't care about your work. And right. the way and then, you represent yourself is going to reflect on your work. That's right. And for those that feel that way, they're not going to produce or create 
amazing dishes because that's not their thing. It isn't. If you don't have enough of, of yourself to feel proud of yourself and how you look and how you represent, it's the same thing on what you put on that plate. It's, it, it's all connected. Now, in another question here, I, you know, the thought of if you could, now I know you're a chef and, and all that, but if you could work alongside someone that you've never worked in that you would love to, who would that be who would, you would love to Ooh, cook with? What a question that is. Wow. <laughs> um, Jesus, you're putting me on the spot. Probably Thomas Keller. Really? Yeah, definitely Thomas Keller. Thomas Keller is just, you know, he's an incredible chef. He set the bar really high. You know, I read an article about uh, about the French Laundry, and there was an article that Thomas Keller, uh, after a shift, he was in the kitchen cleaning the convection oven for about an hour, and they asked him why why were you cleaning that convection oven for an hour after you send your line cooks home? And he said, because this is a job that needs to be done by a professional. And I was just, I was just like, this guy is awesome. This guy is just awesome. You know, you know, you'll, you'll do whatever it takes to show his peers that no matter what, how famous he is and how much of a good chef he is, he still gets down and dirty to show his staff that no matter what happens, he can get down and dirty. That's and being that's humble. Important. Yeah, that's, that's being, being humble. humble. Yeah. yeah. Thomas Keller, I mean, Thomas Keller has been nominated as chef Jesus, so many times. Okay. Well, you know, I'm a firm believer if you put things out into the universe, <laughs> it comes back. So we're going to put that out into oh, the yeah. universe. We're going to put that out there, Joe. We're going to say that. We're going to have that out there. So one day, you never know. You never know. That would be, that would be wonderful. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is of cooking, uh, there's a lot of love in cooking. I truly believe that in, um, for those that are great cooks or that enjoy it, a little piece of them goes in that dish. And if, and if you're happy, and you're enjoying yourself and, and all of these things, the food comes out better than if you're forced to cook or if you're miserable or if you're oh, having yeah. a bad oh, yeah. day. I truly believe that because I can only speak for myself, but if I'm not having a wonderful day and I have to cook, I don't care how hard I try. It never comes out as nice as if I'm, I don't know, it, it, it affects, you have to be happy. You really have oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It affects your mood. It affects the way you perform. It, 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 it affects your vibe. It affects yeah. everything. Now, you started by saying you wanted to be a singer. <laughs> now, yeah. do you sing while you cook? Oh, yes. Every, every day. You do. You do. So every while day. you're cooking, you're singing. Now, yes. when... When I, where were we? Uh, that Oh, it used to be a small restaurant in, in New Bedford. It has since closed. And it, it was a small little Italian restaurant. And it only had like, oh my God, it was like this tiny little hole in the wall. And 
and it was only open like certain days and it was only but the gentleman who was cooking sometimes would come out of the kitchen and he would serenade the people in the restaurant that's awesome they have restaurants like that in new york city and i loved it i love that fact that he would come out and he would sing in italian you know, these beautiful, I didn't know what the heck he was saying, because I don't understand Italian. So God only knows what he was talking, but it sounded what beautiful. He was- <laughs> <laughs> it sounded- That's awesome. That and so for your your restaurant that you're going to open, that could be your thing too. Yes. Are you going to do that, yeah, Joe? Right? You could no. come out. <laughs> you could be the singing chef. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. No. Only, only food. Only food. <laughs> only food. You'll be singing in the kitchen and only. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, I don't know. Just putting it out there. That could be something. Okay, uh, I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sing when you come when you when you come to my restaurant. How about that? Oh, okay. That's a promise. Everyone's hearing that. It's that's it's, right. it's 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 documented, Joe. <laughs> that's right. I love it. <laughs> we're, we're we're coming up on the holidays. They're not too far away. I mean, I know it's the end of summer. So, how do you for like let's say Thanksgiving? Do you cook for Thanksgiving? And do you, is there is there a Portuguese? Hell dish? no, I don't cook on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I let my sister do that. I always ask her, "Do you want me to do anything?" She's like, "No, you just come and relax." And I'm like, yes, yes, I will have to cook. <laughs> it's a funny thing. I'm going to tell you, it's a funny thing. But I would say throughout the whole year at my house, I may cook in my house about 10 times. Yep, I believe it. Yeah, because I... You should uh, do it every you know, day. Live, well, the thing is, too, is like you live in your bedroom. You can go down the street and get a twelve dollar steak and you're and you're full and it's good. You can go and get a plate of bacalhau and pay twelve, fourteen bucks and you're good. You know what I'm saying? So and I I live by myself. I live with my dog and uh you know, for me to cook by myself it's only during the winter. You know, uh there's and I don't know if we wanna go down there to say what's your favorite spots to hit, because there's so many good ones and we don't wanna leave any of them out. But if you oh, awesome. had awesome. Yeah, in New Bedford, yeah, I can tell yes. you, uh, my num- my number one spot is Novo Mundo. Oh, me too! That's uh, my number one spot. I love Carla. I love what she does. She has the best chicken in the world. Uh, the she has the best, yeah. she has the best mozzarella and grown pineapple in the world. And she has the best lito in the world. I love that place. Besides well, that, I like uh, I like the black whale, and uh, my other favorite is uh, Top Shelf. I really like Top Shelf. Do you? I love okay. it. I love it. Uh, the food is uh, really good over there. It's very, very consistent, and the food is just so damn good every time. Uh, when my husband and I go out to dinner, and sometimes we'll do takeout at Nuvo Mundo, because because uh-huh. um, it's always so busy and it's it's a little. It might have maybe what seven or ten tables. That's about it in the place. Yeah, about thirty. It, about thirty seats. Yeah, and it's base. It's also a big takeout for their grilled chicken. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Grilled, and, but it, you know, but I don't know if you know this. Nuvo Mundo's been on the Food Network. 
Yes, it has. They've uh, been on that show called The Best Thing I Ever Ate. And the guy Correct. who went there, the guy who went there is the host of Chopped. Right. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing yeah. that. Yeah, and his thing has said it was the best chicken, the grilled chicken that he's ever had was there. And, right. and, the funny, and the funny thing is, is with with all of that, you know, Carla, I, I love, uh, Carla's a sweetheart, and she has been there for a long time as a waitress working for the previous yeah. owners. Yeah, and, and so she bought it, was, it four years ago. I know, and so it's it's great. And any time that I go, there's besides the specials that she has sometimes that are fresh fish. I mean, it's the most amazing fish that they do there. My one thing that I love that comes so close to what my mom would make is the fava beans, the green fava beans. Oh, the yeah. Green fava beans with the egg. Oh my God, Joe, it's amazing. So it has the egg, it has the little riblets, it's got the little uh, bacon or pork back, uh, or say uh, the pork belly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That. And then the chorizo, of course, and all that. And it is, it's supposed to be an appetizer, but uh -huh. I, I get that, you know, I, yeah, I just, it's, yeah, it's really yeah, cool. I mean, that, is that, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's the epitome of comfort Portuguese food. And how can you not love that? That makes yeah. a lot of bellies happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, she's she absolutely. Yeah, it's a great place. That's one of our favorites, too. As a matter of fact, the last time we went, there was so many people and they were waiting to get in and, and all that, that we went, OK, let's just do a takeout because we couldn't wait. It was like so it's great. I love it. I love to see success stories and and that's definitely a success story no doubt i agree with you yeah well the next time when i go there we'll have to go to novo mundo for sure yes absolutely yes 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 great place to go and then the other one for me i also love to to go for breakfast because um novo mundo does not have breakfast but i'll go and i i love tia's i do like tia um, yeah, 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 yeah. I do love Tia's. Uh, I, and that's another thing. I love Jessica. I love her family. I love the, you know, and... Um, she's such a sweetheart and, and such a hard yeah, worker. Yeah, she is. Oh, my God. She's such a hard worker. And again, we're talking about two different women, you know, Carla at Nuvo Mundo and Jessica. And they're smart women and they're hard workers and the whole thing. So, yeah. We're, we're, again, we're very lucky that we have... Yeah, that we're very we fortunate here. that we have places like this in in uh, in our area. We're very fortunate. And for those that are listening and that are not from New England, you have to come visit. <laughs> Absolutely, you have to come down and visit. So, so, and as soon as you uh, word comes from when your restaurant will open and where it'll be. I, we need to know that so we can update to let people know of um, where it'll Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. that'll, Absolutely. that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Do you think it'll be by the end of the year? Uh, I can't say, but I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> you know, there's a few restaurants that are closed that would be perfect for you to go right into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, and I'm going to tell you, this, uh, this place, you definitely know this place that is closed. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think I already know. I yeah. think I already know, and that would be a beautiful <laughs> spot. That would be a beautiful spot. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm sorry, Angela. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> just rub it in, don't you? Why don't you just rub it in? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we just got a new one at Dega in San Jose. So nice. You know. Nice, nice. At least we okay. have someone. That's true. You do. <laughs> oh, before we end this, before we end this, I did something this week that I'll want to make sure. Now, have you ever made sausages before, Joe? Have you made chorizo linguine? You have. Okay. I've never and, made chorizo linguine, but I've made other sausages. I made uh, lamb sausage and seafood sausage and chicken sausage, but I've never made linguine chorizo. My uh, first attempt at making chorizo was this past weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, because I, I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted to make it. I know my mom and dad would make it. Growing up, I'd always, you know, the the sound of the pig. And then, you of know, they have this. And then we do that and whatever. And so so I made my my first my first attempt. I did it down to ordering casings because I'm thinking, where the heck am I going to get pig intestines? Casing. yeah. You know, so I had to, um, so I found a, hog farmer <laughs> who i was uh-huh. able to buy intestines from i mean awesome yeah so i did it the first time but it wasn't red enough it didn't have i think i need to add more paprika to it or something yep. so it was off by just a little but the flavor was really good and um nice yeah so i'm gonna keep attempting to make it I'm going to keep doing What's, it. Uh, did you use regular pap- paprika? I did. You should use a uh, smoked paprika. The sm- Well, I smoked it after. I smoked the sausages. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But uh, smoked paprika has a really nice uh, flavor, a distinct flavor that adds, adds just that extra smoke to it. And do you think that that's what our our parents would have used? No. Oh, they, okay. would, they would use they would use Portuguese paprika. They would have used the regular one, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I I marinated for twenty four hours. I bought and I just did enough like to really try. I I I bought a small pork butt, a five pound pork butt, and then a pound of uh, what is it? Pork fat. So it was like a uh-huh. pork belly, just a pork belly with a little bit of meat on it, which was great. And I diced them up in like small little cube sizes by hand. So I froze the uh-huh. meat and the pork uh, belly. So it'd make it easier to chop. And then I marinated for 24 hours in a red wine vinegar, uh, paprika. Oh my God. I don't know. I, I did like maybe eight or 10 cloves of uh, garlic, like minced really well. And then salt, pepper, the pimenta muida. The, the hot chopped peppers, and I used some, um, was it onion powder too in it? And I just marinated all of that together. And because nice. that, that nice. that's what my, my aunt had said they would either use wine, vinegar, or lemon juice uh, when they were making their sausages. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I remember my mom cleaning the intestines with lemon juice and stuff, but I don't remember her putting it in the sausage. You know what I mean? Like the juice lip. It was more either wine, the red wine, or a little and a little bit of vinegar kind of thing. Um, right, right, right. It tasted good, but it the color was off. I the want some. Off. You want some, you said? 
Yes, I want some. <laughs> and then I smoked it in our smoker because I, I bought a smoker. So I've been smoking like everything lately. Smoked salmon, oh, smoked brisket. I mean, you name it, I've been smoking it. And so I smoked it and I used apple wood in the smoker. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it tastes good. It's just the color. The color is not there. And then someone had said, oh, you need to use the red, uh, sweet red pepper paste yeah. to give it that the color. Pimenta muida? The sweet pepper, um, not the sweet spicy one. The sweet ah, pepper okay. paste to give it the that color, that extra color. So I, I have to experiment. I have to keep. So I didn't know if you had made it, then we would, I would say, okay, how did you do that? Because I just can't get that red color. That's the only thing. But you're saying you smoked paprika. You yeah, smoked yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. hon. All right, so I'm going to have to do that again, and then you're going to have to be a taste tester. Absolutely. Okay. All right, folks. We'll do. Well, you heard it here. Well, <laughs> we, have to, we have to get uh, some of those recipes, uh, links to some of those recipes, so we can put them in our show notes. All right. I'm still, I'm still tweaking it. That's the only thing. I'm still tweaking. Got to work on it. Yeah, I better work. I got to get going here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, it's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you being on. As as you know, there are more and more people listening to us. We are the only Portuguese podcast where we talk in English and talk about being Portuguese. And um, And I think more and more people are they are listening and it's a wonderful thing and it's all over that they're listening. So I know they, they're going to appreciate hearing this interview and, um, and we thank you again. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Absolutely. Thank you. It. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be talking with you all. And, and good luck uh, with the restaurant and, and continued success. We're going to keep an eye on thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, we're thank keeping you. an eye on Appreciate you. And, and we'll make sure that um, as soon as also that you're doing the cooking stuff, the classes that you let yeah. me know too. Absolutely. I would definitely let you know. All right, Joe. Well, you have a wonderful one. Thank you again. Thank you. You too. You guys All have right. a great day, okay? You Thank too. Until próxima. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, he's a sweetheart. I love that guy. Yeah, he, he really is. And I swear to God, you know, he is such a trooper. Because like I said at the beginning, I mean, the third time's the charm. So not only the third time so that we tried to get on the phone, but we recorded the whole first podcast the first time. And then it didn't record. So, and it didn't record. I, so, this is, I mean, it, it, so it'll, I know. So second podcast he's done with us, right? Yeah. He's like, oh my God, these two women enough. And um, so... So, but he was a sweetheart and I can't, I can't wait till he does open that restaurant. I think that'll be really wonderful. The one thing he didn't get to talk about is also how much um, he gives back to the community and he does a lot of fundraising. He does a lot of fundraising throughout the year and he does uh, like, he will auction himself off, you know, for certain dollar amounts to cook for, you know, a party of sorts and whatever. And, you know, I think he had told us last time, I think he's raised like, 40,000 uh last year just all for charity which yep. is which is wonderful so i think anyone who who gives of himself like that 
you know, that's all good karma. Oh yeah. That's all good karma that all comes back. So, you know, so yeah, so we wish him the most success and, and we again, appreciate him being on for us again for the third time. (laughs) Until he um, opens his place, people can go see him or eat his food at um, not your average Joe's. Not your average Joe's. Yeah. He's out of the test kitchen. So there's a lot of, he's always, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the new menu items that come in and all of that, that's him. That's him working with other chefs and, and putting different menu um, stuff together. So yeah, he's, he's, he's a talented guy. He's a talented guy. And um, it's another podcast in the books. It is, it is. And, um, and you know, for everyone listening out there, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the positive uh, words that you sent Angela and I. We truly appreciate it. And um, leave us your comments. We like that. Um, if there is someone that you'd like for us to interview that you'd like to get to know better, uh, let us know. And, and I know we've got more people that we have on our list of interviewing because, you know, we have a lot of amazing, successful Portuguese people out there that we're bringing out of the woodwork and for us to brag about. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with bragging about us. And I know you are too, Angela. Yeah, no one else is going to do it. That's right. We got to do it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) We've got to do it, honey. So, yeah. So it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, honey. Always a pleasure. So um, until next time. Until next time. Até a próxima. Até a próxima, querida. Bye-bye. Tchau. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima! próxima.